T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. On Tuesday, an armed 18-year-old entered Robb Elementary School in the small town of Uvalde, Texas, about 85 miles west of San Antonio, and opened fire. He killed 19 children and two teachers. My name is Savannah Jones, and on this episode of In-Depth, we take a look at how to heal and move forward after tragedy strikes. First, we'll hear from former Fort Worth Police Chief Jeff Houston on how the shooting could have possibly happened, preparedness, and how we can avoid this in the future. You think it's unthinkable and then it really happens like this, it's more catastrophic than you can even imagine. Then we'll hear from Dr. Laura Vogel with the Momentous Institute in Dallas. She offers advice on how to talk to your children about sensitive topics such as the Uvalde shooting and a deep dive into mental health wellness. I would suggest that there is a conversation and it's a a slow kind of easing into it. David Rankin and Kristen Diaz talked to Jeff Halstead on an episode of Ask the Expert North Texas. On today's Ask the Expert, we're joined now to discuss this tragedy with former Fort Worth Police Chief Jeff Halstead. Chief, thank you so much for taking the time on this kind of a tragic, this tragic day. And a lot of people are going to be making comparisons to the last one, Sandy Hook, or the one in Florida as well. What can you say about something like this? Well, all of these shootings will come back to one of three items, and it's going to be undiagnosed mental illness, a catastrophic personal trauma or event, um, or it's revenge or hatred. All three will have one of those nexus elements here. And when you think it's unthinkable and then it really happens like this, it's more catastrophic than you can even imagine. And it just, our heart breaks for all of the victims and those families involved. This is just a horrible, horrible scene. We always like to say, it's never gonna happen to me, it's never gonna happen to us, my family, my community. But then when it does, you would hope that there's some preparation. We've seen this time after time here in the across the nation. So schools have now implemented lockdowns, lockouts, active shooter drills. How much of a concern is it that this is still, these, these shooters are still getting access to our kids by just walking through the front doors? 
Well, one of the most, I think, concerning things happened in the last two years. Remember, since Columbine, the entire nation did aggressive active shooter drills where they deployed almost every police officer in America in these types of trainings. But then two years ago this month, the defund the police uh, trend went about. They started removing uh, police officers from schools. And now schools are more accessible than ever uh, with these types of threats and violence. I think these school leaders need to get back to getting police officers on campuses and have a stand of authority so that we can at least take that first measure to stop this kind of aggressive violence. And a lot of uh, schools around the area have obviously in, in the last couple of years as well started arming teachers as well, thinking that might be an answer. And, you know, sometimes that can be an answer. But remember, that was a solution after Sandy Hook because of the way the isolation of attack was going on, concentrated within that one room. But in an element like this and this type of a tragic incident, um, if police were to respond very, very quickly, you don't know who the active shooter suspect is and who the armed teacher is. That is going to be an extreme challenge. The best solution, get those police officers back in these schools. It's going to be your first line of defense. John Little speaks with Dr. Laura Vogel on mental health. Visiting with Dr. Laura Vogel with the Momentous Institute in Dallas, certified therapist and director of therapeutic services there. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Uh, Of course. I wanted to really focus in today on talking to our kids about a shooting like this and, and how we do it. How do we bring it up? Uh, do we wait for them to bring it up? Things mm-hmm. like that. Just it, it feels like there uh, are a lot of um, questions, even when when thinking about those steps to take. Sure. You know, and one I would say I have a lot of faith in parents that they know their kids. And so they know which kids they should bring it up with and which they may wait for them to bring it up to them. But what I would also say is you know, if your kids have a smartphone, they know what's going on. They know, and if they've been, as they're coming home from school today, my guess is the majority of children will have heard about this. And so given that, I would suggest that there is a conversation and it's a, a slow kind of easing into it, but just an opening up of space of wondering if you have questions. It's a pretty big deal. And if you have questions, if you're having thoughts or reactions. I want to give us time to talk about this. Some kids are natural where they're the kids that are chatting all the way home from school, they're going to bring it up. But other kids are looking to us and waiting. Like, what do I do? Are you going to bring this up? Should we talk about this? Is it okay to talk about this? And I do think those messages of us being the one to initiate some of those conversations allows that you know, implicit permission for kids that, yeah, this is okay to talk about. Well, thank you so much for that. I I appreciate it. You know, it's never good to sweep anything under the rug, but, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I do as well, you know, think about, man, I don't want to force, you know, too much. So how much is too much? And again, it depends on their age, I'm sure. And it depends on their mental makeup. As you say, you know your kids best, but what are the first things, first kind of things to stick with? If, if, if you could 
take us through some of those. Sure. You know, and I, I think just beginning with that space of, of first asking questions, what have you heard? What questions do you have about it? Because depending upon what they've heard, they may have heard very little. And so then you may be making decisions about, do you offer more information to them? If they've heard very little some parents may want to prepare, like as you can, you know, go back to school or as you talk to your friends, you may hear more about this. If they've heard a lot, being able to help them, you know, understand what's real, what's not. But then really it's about acknowledging that this is one of these tough situations that most of us don't ever have to deal with. Most of us don't, you know, haven't encountered in our lives. And it's okay to be confused right now. It's okay to have a vast majority of feelings. One of the things I think is very helpful for parents is to begin to expand children's vocabulary for emotions, because the more we have labels for our emotions, the more we can be very intentional in how we want to respond to them. Because most kids are going to be like, yeah, happy, mad, sad, afraid. But if we can really expand on those core emotions that maybe I'm feeling vulnerable, maybe I'm feeling insecure, maybe I'm feeling grief, but that if we can label them, then they can respond in a different way. And I'm also being careful not to say, Oh, if we label them, we can control them. The message shouldn't be we need to control our feelings about this. Our feelings are our feelings. They're authentic. Whatever reaction you're having is okay right now. And that's the core piece of it. The other thing is that some kids may need to talk about it once and they're good. They move on. Other kids may need to come back to this multiple times. And what I would say to parents is don't be alarmed by that. They're processing through it and they're processing through perhaps just little chunks each time that maybe right today I'm, I'm need to talk about this and in three days more information has come at me and now I'm, I need to talk more about this. Or I may just need to talk about the same thing repeatedly, but that's our way of finding a place for it so that it doesn't overwhelm us. I, I think this is a great topic as well. Checking on the mental health of our teachers. I've even, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a, a friend of mine who is a teacher. She's just like, I, I, I'm so heartbroken. It's not that she was saying that she was scared to go to school today. I'm sure some are, you know, but it, it affects yes. all of our teachers. And there are so many in our lives. How can we let them know we're there for them? You know, my sister's a third grade teacher and I checked on her this morning. Like I imagine going to school this morning is going to feel different. And I think that's, it's that connect. I'm here. I'm acknowledging that when you are initiating that reach out, it's an acknowledgement of you're holding something slightly different today than you were yesterday. It feels different. And I think that's deeply appreciated. When they when they have to reach out to us, it means something different than if we're initiating that. But it's opening that door and just checking on them and checking on them this morning, checking on them tomorrow, especially as we're winding down the end of the year. You know, they're holding so much as it is, and it's a challenging time anyway um, at this time of year. But I think today it, it feels different. And, you know, and my sister's response was, I always keep my door locked. I'm always ready for that. But I'm just sitting with the grief right now for these families. You know, so I think that's a lot of what they're holding. Sadly, teachers are accustomed to having to hold some of this right now. We've got, we've had a lot of these episodes happen over the course of the last, well, certainly recently in the last few days, last week or so. 
but just these are incidents that teachers have been managing for several years. And so I feel like they're equipped. They know what to do with kids. I have a lot of faith in them, um, but I do think teachers really appreciate us initiating that reach out that this is different. For sure, because you think about it, they are the first line of defense in a situation like this, whether it's more active, like some people are talking about, or if it's just, you know, I I mean, they they deal with it every year. They they go through drills with these kids and Mm -hmm. they form connections with these kids in order to keep them safe in case anything ever were to happen. And they're dealing with their Mm. emotional well-being this morning, Mm. you know, Mm. parents are too. But then now they're collectively holding the group's emotional well-being as children are coming in and talking about it and being at schools, you know, the same environment this happened in. So kids may actually end up talking about it more at school than they might at home. So I know teachers are are holding that with their kids. That's just a great point. Um, You know, I'd I'd love to talk as well about just the the mental health struggles of teens, you know, and we Mm -hmm. can't necessarily get into um, the mentality of this this person who did this, but he was young. He's 18. The brain's not fully developed as, you know, we've been told more than that specific instance, just the importance of mental health and and helping out any kid, you know, whether it be this 18-year-old here, the 18-year-old in Buffalo, or just a normal 18-year-old on the street. Yeah. And I mean, at first, I think it's important to reassure folks that this kind of violence is so incredibly rare. It feels like it's happening a lot because we're talking about it a lot, but um, you know, this level of violence is, is exceptional. And right now, as we've come out of COVID, you know, and just dealing with everything that our adolescents have dealt with in the last couple of years, we definitely are seeing, you know, a heightened awareness of mental health needs, which is a good thing that people are more aware and responding. And I think it's that keeping the lines of communication open is so critical for adolescents and they're looking to each other quite a bit. But if you're talking to your adolescent about their emotional well-being, mental health needs, if you've got questions, but just normalizing that these big emotional feelings, that's okay to experience. We're all going to have rough patches and it doesn't mean that there's quote something you know wrong with you but it's important to talk to us about this and they may not respond to you as a parent directly but they're hearing these messages they're talking to each other and they then may be more willing to reach out to a counselor at school they may come to you but i think it's the the critical messages is the more we as families normalize and make it not a big ugly secret that I'm depressed or I'm anxious or I'm afraid to go to school or I've had thoughts of cutting myself or I've had thoughts about suicide or or harm, that if we can normalize talking about it, kids are much more likely to come to us. But if nobody in my family ever talks about this, then it can feel like I, I can't say anything. I'll be too embarrassed to tell my family that this is what I'm managing. And most of us, you know, myself included, my generation, it wasn't something we talked about. And I think that's what COVID has taught us in some ways is the more we talk about, the more we normalize it, the more likely kids are to get the help they need before things kind of spiral to a point where it becomes a crisis. For continuing coverage of the Uvalde shooting and the latest news in Texas, 
Listen to KRLD or visit KRLD.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.